You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Welcome back, everyone, to The Self-Worth Circle. We're very excited today. We have a guest all the way from Nicaragua with us. We have Becca Kumar, who is an intuitive spiritual business coach. So Becca, welcome so much on to our show. We're so happy to have you and very envious of your surroundings right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Hi. Just channeling all of like nature and Mother Earth. I wish I could yeah, give you guys a nice view of the volcano, but there's no internet back there. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be here and to just see what comes about through this conversation. So thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so, so happy. So to our listeners who are going to be listening to this, um, just so you know, she's, we're, we're looking at Becca right now from a screen and she's like sitting in this beautiful lush garden with flowers behind her and, and just palm trees. And yeah, it looks really nice, beautiful. But yeah, um, so let's kind of dive into your world and, and your offerings. So do you want to just share a little bit about like your background and what it is like the work that you do? Yeah, it's always fun to see, okay, how far back do I want to go? Um, please ask questions as I explain, because it's always fun to, you know, start a little bit, but then I don't want to go too far into details. My background, um, so I'm 28, almost 29 years old. I spent all of my 20s in corporate America working the, I'm going to be a businesswoman and climb the corporate ladder. So I did all of that and was very motivated and determined. Um, I spent a good amount of time in sales and and also in consulting. And so, yeah, I was very immersed into corporate America business. And at a very young age of like 24, earned a lot, a lot of money. And through just constantly working 60 plus hours a week, selling my soul to the dollar and to a company. And during that time in sales, I had transitioned and started to learn about self-help and listening to podcasts and meditation, like doing meditating daily. And my world completely like turned upside down. And I realized, wow, like there is something that I've been missing and I want more of it. So I made a transition plan. And over the last couple of two years, I started building my own business um, on the side, which was online coaching. I knew I wanted to be a coach. And so I did that while working full time and building my business after hours on weekends. And then back in October of 2019, so just last year, I left corporate America behind my job and went full time in my business. And of course, I had a lot of signs that, um, and that was, of course, I was doing my business full time, which was online business coaching. I wanted to be able to merge the typical business and sales strategies that I've been learning and had, you know, become very good at with being heart-centered and spirituality and intuition to really guide people in like an aligned way. Because I noticed a lot of people, you know, were very um, passionate about something, but they didn't know how to get it started or they were like amazing healers, but they felt like that block with the business side because they didn't know where to begin. It wasn't something they studied or had experience in. So I wanted to be able to bridge those together. And so I did that. And it was um, like very successful quickly. Um, but then I started traveling in January. And so back in January of 2020, this year, I thought I was going to be going on a five-week travel. 
even though back in November, December, I kept hearing my guide say, you need to sell your home in Portland and move out of the country. And I was like, no, I'm just going to leave for like five weeks to Costa Rica and I'll be back and then I can take care of it then. And I went on a soul journey. Everything was like what my friend likes to call an intuition expedition for traveling, just following my heart and my intuition everywhere when I was traveling with her. And it led me to an ayahuasca ceremony um, in February of 2020. That ayahuasca ceremony happened to end the same day I was supposed to fly home. So I decided there's no way I'm going to get to the airport. It was like 10 hours away. So I'm just going to stay here and see what happens. And then I got to this beautiful island of Ometepe in Nicaragua. And I joined a very hippie spiritual community there. And that's when um, shutdown happened in the U.S. Though I didn't go home. I decided I, there's, I don't want to go home. And I'd actually fallen in love with someone at that time when I came to this island. And now I'm here with no mask, no regulations on a beautiful island in front of my day doing yoga hugging and dancing and the cacao ceremonies and all these amazing things outside of the the i guess it's all real right but it's the reality that most people are living under so that's a little bit of my story and uh with that i'm transitioning a lot into becoming more of a conscious entrepreneur versus just a coach like a lot of different projects going on as well to anchor in the new earth Wow. That sounds so magical. So beautiful. You made me think of like those t-shirts, like, uh, quit your job, <laughs> get a plane ticket, fall in love and never return. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I've seen something like that. Yep. It happens. <laughs> yeah. That actually, that, that was me also like a few years ago, but yeah, then life happened and I, I moved back to my roots. But, um, so just like about the the coaching you do or the like, who would you say like, what kind of um, problems or issues or what, what kind of clients you have and, and how do you work with them? Yeah, it's definitely transformed as I have grown and changed. And so it started out much different than what it is now. And I always knew what I wanted to do and who I wanted to talk to, but I was afraid to get there. And also I wasn't, I was trying to unblock and do my shadow work. So who I serve now and really what I feel my calling is, is people that are already on their spiritual journey. They know there's something more. Um, they're healers, they're um, intuitives, empaths. They maybe are already in their own business or desire to turn their passion, which is some type of healing or helping humanity into their main purpose and their, um, their full-time job or business. And so I have kind of like a split between those that are just wanting to follow me for inspiration of like living not the typical life outside the matrix and are on their spiritual journey. And they just want that, like the energy and the, the guidance from the spiritual perspective. And I also have um, conscious entrepreneurs who are wanting to do things differently um, within their business and to really serve their different healing modalities as a light worker. Beautiful. And how did like your spiritual journey start? Like, how did you like? Have you always been spiritual, or did you feel like there was a big turning point that kind of led you to this path? Or, yeah, like you want to share a little bit about that? I like that question. Thank you. I don't get asked that one as much. Um. 
I was spiritual in the sense that I was raised Christian. And so I went to church. I believed in angels. I believed in God, but it was very structured. And after my parents got divorced when I was in high school, I went the exact opposite way. I did not want to go back to church. That was something I was forced to do versus wanted to do. And I went to partying and sex and being a rebel. Um, And then I think about three or four years ago, that's when I started meditating. And that's when I started to feel like this presence of love and this this shift that I didn't understand because to me, like spirituality was religion. I didn't understand the difference. Um, And the sameness, oneness of it. So yeah, about three or four years ago, I actually felt called to hire a coach. He wasn't very spiritual, but he had a lot of like, he was, but he, he said it in more of a masculine way with logic. And he really opened up my mind even more. I remember the first thing he told me or one thing that he shared with me that really stuck with me was um, believing is seeing. It's not the other way around. You don't need to see it to believe it. And that really stuck with me. And I realized like, I thought it was just like, oh, that's like a cool, you know, quill. And I realized, wow, such like a, a spiritual, like has such an essence to it that's um, that really connected with me. So I hired that coach and I also hired him for my mom as well, because she was um, at the time really fighting depression and her husband was an alcoholic and he was in the hospital for a year and she was fighting for his life. And so I hired the coach for him and I, and through that, my mom, after that started working with a psychic in France. And she started sharing like next level, you know, you go from personal development to spirituality and she started sharing all these things about the pineal gland. And she already told me about past lives and all these things. My mom has always been very spiritual, um, but I didn't believe her until I went on my own path a couple of years ago. And I was like, whoa, my mom's not crazy. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm crazy too. Who knows? <laughs> so that's kind of how it, it happened. And then from there, I started like sharing on social media and then started making my own account and it attracting all these beautiful souls from all over the world. And then instantly, like I started growing and growing and growing because like the experiences I had then were um, amplified by others. And then that sharing process where like, it just, you know, you know how it is. It just grows and grows and you start expanding and expanding. So yeah, it was a slow process in the beginning, but um, it was definitely a lot. My mother, as well as my aunt, she lives in Maui and she's ever since, you know, very young age, she's now what's in her sixties. She has a, a healing retreat in Maui and she's always been the weird aunt has like crystals and does feng shui and energy healing. And my family's like, she's weird. She has a Buddha. And I always felt so connected to her. Like she was my sister from another lifetime. Um, so she was also a big inspiration, but yeah, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I really um, went on my own path. And ever since then, it's literally my entire life commitment. So in a way, it has always been there from like your family side, but then you've cultivated your own, your own thing on the way. Uh, one thing that I wanted to just see if you would like to share more about is the ayahuasca ceremony. Oh. What about it would you like to know? Is this something I don't share as often? So maybe you can give me some guidance. If you don't, like, maybe something, if there was like uh, something that you can pinpoint down to, I don't know, very like just an open question. If you, if you want to share, you don't have to share about it. I love it. I love sharing. Um, it wasn't something, it was something that was 
in the back of my mind, I was afraid to do it because I hadn't tried any like uh, psychedelics or hallucinogens or like any lot of different plant medicine. It was the only thing I'd tried was smoking marijuana. And I think I tried DMT. No, I'm confused. Anyways, I have very little experience with like what you call drugs, even though it's different. So I had a lot of fear, but it was in the back of my mind until I went to Costa Rica. And of course, organically, because I was following my intuition, I was guided through signs from uh, my best friend. She's like, I think this retreat is for you. And she thought she was going to be going to it. And she's like, no, this is for you. So that's when I went to Costa Rica. And it was like, well, I guess I'm trying ayahuasca, like was not in the plans. And um, that's really when I know, like when people say like, you'll know when you're ready to drink the medicine because like, like you'll be called to her. And that's really how I felt. It wasn't like, I'm booking this and it's going to happen and like planning it all out. It just really happened organically and intuitively. So it was um, a seven day all women's retreat and it was focused on womb healing. And so it was very a feminine um, type of ceremony, which that just that energy alone can impact the ceremony as well. The retreat uh, was like seven days and we did the the ayahuasca two nights in a row. What was really beautiful about it was um, we got to do it in the world's largest labyrinth in Costa Rica. So in these huge cacti in a labyrinth. And interestingly enough, it was on the masculine side because there was a feminine and a masculine side within this labyrinth. There was two circles interconnected to combine the masculine and the feminine. So we did the ceremony under the full moon with all women. There was about 10 of us, two shamans from Colombia along with their, their helpers. And um, yeah, it's different for everyone. So like, I don't want to like give you guys an idea and then you go do when it's completely different, but it was very gentle on me. It wasn't like I had a lot of visions, which I was almost like had expectations of that. But it was like this like very nurturing, calming feeling. And you're literally just outside in the middle of the night. And it's all night long. You camp out in the middle of the night from sundown to sun up. And you're drinking the medicine and there's a fire and it, you just don't know what's going to happen. But it, I remember the shamans healing me because my intention was to heal my womb and my sacral. Um, and really to embody more of my feminine because I was very much in my masculine for a majority of my life and I felt such a transition from that intention like after that people even said I looked different I was glowing and I think that really set me on my path that I needed in order to get here where I am um but yeah the, the medicine itself it, there's so many things that vary I can tell you this it does not taste good <laughs> and that's I think everyone can agree on that <laughs> was just it's medicine for a reason right and um the purging is interesting so many people ask me like oh but you're gonna throw up and that's like there's this big fear around purging and I was afraid of it too to have to throw up in a bucket suddenly it's like I'm around people I don't know and I have to puke in a bucket and then it creates this like resistance to have the medicine but what I learned from that is just how powerful a purge is for you spiritually, physically, mentally. It's just a release. And I was like taught through like 
I had this resistance to purging that I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. Well, guess what? It's going to come out. So you might as well just accept just like anything, right? Like within, like if you resist, it persists. So you might as well just release the emotions or that block to let it come through so you can transmute that energy. And that's all purging is. And actually I enjoy, like not to say like, oh, I love it, but I have appreciation for purging now with the intention of the release. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, a common thing that a lot of people are afraid of with, afraid of with uh, drinking ayahuasca. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I think I, um, I've actually also done it a couple of times. I just feel like Julia is feeling the call now. <laughs> I'm like the only one. <laughs> but, uh, I, I haven't shared anything about it on the podcast yet, but now uh, I might some someday in the future. But it, it's it's um. I definitely agree with a lot of what you said. It's very personal and it's very kind of yeah. profound work. And and you should only do it if you truly feel the call because it, it it's, yeah, it's deep work and it's not mm-hmm. always just easy. It could, it could be, but it, you know, it's, it's not, you know, I've had very uh, different experiences with it. So um, some like beautiful and others not so uh, beautiful but yeah thank you so much for sharing that yeah, thank you it's- you're welcome and I invite you to do that podcast episode and share that's what really got me comfortable to do it as well was listening to others podcasts and be like oh they've done it okay I can do it too yeah. I think it's also yeah. especially in Finland anything that is not alcohol is like kind of stamped as like a no-no bad thing. Like even Margot Marana here is like, oh my God, yeah. it's like a big deal. So, um, but I think it's an important conversation to have because, um, and to have a distinction yeah. recreational drugs and plant medicine. I mean, it's a huge, there for a reason. So, and that's, all, mean that that's what really yeah, exactly. Because for some, like medicine can literally be breath, I've realized. Like oxygen can be medicine, water can be medicine, food. Yeah, it's the intention that we put into it and receive from it that then creates the experience. Um, I also had like a lot of resistance and fear to like anything other than alcohol. And so I can definitely relate to this fear of like, oh, what's a drug? And I was so synchronistically connected with um, one woman who was in my, the same tent as me. Like we had these like glamping tents during the retreat. She stayed for a couple of days, but she worked at the, one of the like largest uh, ayahuasca facilities in the world. It's like the only certified one that has like a clinical like certification called Rhythmia. Yeah. And, and if you listen, like yeah like manifestation babes talked about and some others in the spiritual world have gone there and so the woman that i was with she um was like a serving the medicine and her her husband is a shaman that serves that rhythmia and he serves the medicine too so she drinks five times a week she drinks ayahuasca five times a week that's a year straight (laughs) wow so like I'm sitting next to like I'm the new one. I'm like I'm scared for this. I haven't done a giga, and she's just like sharing her experiences and how amazing her like life has been transformed through this medicine. And like if I didn't have her there, I don't know what my experience would have been like. But like she, one of the big things was like there's a big like 
stigma for it being a drug. And it's like the transition of what is medicine. But yet we can drink cough syrup or something for a headache or antibiotics and that's fine. We'll just put it in our mouth without even asking who gave it to us, who made it, where is it from, what's in it. But because that's like a pharmaceutical medicine drug. But then if it's a plant's, Oh no, <laughs> that's like, that's bad. <laughs> it might, yeah, it might change your life. It might make you go crazy. So it's just interesting how like we've been uh, programmed to think of certain things in certain ways as good or bad. Yeah. And that program is like, it's really, I feel, especially here, even like in Finland, very kind of, there's a lot of conditioning with well well, this this whole thing but also with health like it's very western health there's nothing like there's no kind of discussion of anything else for instance like acupuncture is seen as an alternative form of you know of practice where i know in canada it's it's considered also medicine you know so there's even like huge huge differences yeah but we're very finland is kind of slow in the evolution of thing which is like it's like good and bad many ways but mm. yeah makes sense why you two are there right now huh yeah kind of <laughs> kind of stuck here also right now <laughs> Had a good yeah. today <laughs> purging. purging big time <laughs> yeah I appreciate you it's like, of course, like ideally you'd want to be somewhere else, but I'm sure there's a reason you two were called there during that time to really like support your your homeland, your home country, and to maybe having new perspectives. Yeah, it's been like a good opportunity also for us kind of to just create that relationship, I guess, with the, the land. It's always been, yeah. I've always had a really difficult relationship with this home country <laughs> i'm using yeah right but it's <laughs> interesting now and you know, we're talking about this even this podcast started like just about like around the lockdown like this whole like yeah. you know the collective consciousness is waking up and also like we're i mean we're probably here also to bring more light and you know how we were talking or you were saying earlier that you're finding once you're on your spiritual path you find your soul family so there's a reason why we're connecting with you too you know all these light workers from all around the world like i mean you're in Nicaragua right now we're in finland helsinki yet we're here sharing talking about these things that we feel energetically to be true that are very different from a, a lot of you know how other people see things so it's yes powerful, powerful times you know Yes. Uh, it makes me like, so I can feel it when you shared that. Like, it's just, it's this giant web that we're all creating. Even you guys listening are part of the soul family. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you are part of our soul family. Like there's no doubt about it. So if you do feel alone or you feel like, wow, like I'm waking up more during the most like crazy time or like maybe you already knew this was coming, but like just knowing, even if you are like somewhere you'd rather not be right now, that you have your entire family to connect with, to support you. And just trusting that, yeah, like we're all guided to where we are right now for a reason. And we're not alone. Like, yeah, you can make it happen. Jump on a Zoom call and talk. And then suddenly it's like, wow, I see the big picture. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, that's so beautiful and so powerful. And it's true. And I do feel also like everyone that is listening to it, like what you said, you're so right. Like they're part of the family too, because they feel that this is true. They feel connected to this message. 
mm-hmm. his family. Yeah. Oh. So do you want to tell us a little bit about like what is you said in the beginning, like life there is very free, it's off the grid and it's, you know, people are not maybe as concerned with, with what the media is kind of pushing out. Just mm-hmm. want to share something about your life there right now. Yeah. So just to like clarify, because there is a big difference between Nicaragua and the island of Ometepe where I am. Okay. Um, the main mainland of Nicaragua is wearing face masks and they're following protocol. I don't think it's as strict, but I go on a ferry and go back to the mainland near Rivas and it's a totally different world. But I'm on an island which is surrounded by the biggest lake in the entire world. And it's like this beautiful, like, um, it has like so much sacredness to it, even though it doesn't really have like the ancestors here present. But this island is more rural. It's not very civilized. Like you can't find a normal grocery store. Like you can't go shopping like for clothes, everything's secondhand and I live next to neighbors that have cows and pigs running around the street. Like there's dogs, stray dogs everywhere. So it's, it's like you're living in the third world country and that's how it is here. So because of that trade off, you know, they, they don't, many of them don't have internet. They don't have phones. So many locals here don't even know what's going on, which is kind of nice because it's like they're living about their day without that fear. And so, yeah, like it's very rare that I see people wearing face masks here. Like everyone, there was a shutdown of businesses because there was usually a lot of tourism, and that happened. Except for a few, kind of still stayed open, depending on like the restrictions of the government. And now things are starting to open up again. And so, I think because of I'm being I'm on an island and the location I am in on the island where um, there's a lot of uh, tourists and gringos, as they say, that um, we've kind of created this like little pocket of new earth. Not kind of, I feel that way. And the moment that um, the borders shut and really the pandemic really started to get intense, I realized I was surrounded by so many amazing people that happened to be here on this island during this time and all had these like amazing healing gifts and on their spiritual journeys. And we're like outside of the system. We're like, you know, outside the matrix and traveling and not working a typical nine to five. Like I was like, wow, I can see why we're here. And over the months, people are starting to do projects for gardening. People are building new communities, including myself. Um, working with the locals and like some people are volunteering at the schools and working with the farmers and the land. So it's really amazing, like during this time to see like what people are um, able to do. And so, yeah, it's, that's where I am. It's at Ometepe. Maybe some of you guys have heard of it. It's really big on permaculture. And I think the reason being is that it's, um, there's a lot of poverty here, but also it's not like it's just Ian people. A lot of people are farmers and very simple, simple lives, simple jobs, and they're very kind and loving. And because of the simplicity, there's not really much like knowing of the outside world, if that makes sense. Like, so sometimes ignorance is definitely bliss, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it with everything, what's happening and all the media and all 
constant kind of bombarding you in like a, that can it's, I feel like it's causing way more harm even I mean kind of watching my words like even then I mean it's causing a lot of fear I don't know if it's causing like more problem than the actual pandemic but it's like a huge issue is the fear that's yeah. being portrayed such an interesting topic and this is something that I'm going through the transition of like I find it interesting that like so on my spiritual path I don't know if you, you guys may have relate like it's very like I went through this process of like being very much in the positive and like, you know, focus on the happiness and the good and the joy. And I was always just like, well, life is amazing. Nothing's wrong. I trust everyone and everything. And I lived in that, that world for a few years and it worked out very well. Like I just noticed things naturally attracting to me. And I was like, wow, I'm manifesting things so quickly. And then things kind of transitioned for me with um, like the pandemic starting and just 2020. And I also attracted my partner who is very much more logic-based. And he had been preparing for this, what's currently happening in the world five years ago. So he already knew. And he started showing me all of the evidence of what was really happening in the world, economically, politically, with the different governments. Like, It just blew my world up. And at first I was like, I don't want to believe this. This is fear. I'm going to buy into fear and then it's going to throw off my vibes and I can't just be happy and my ignorance is bliss. And the more that I was like surrendering to receiving other people's theories, I'm not even going to say the other word that goes along with it because I think people have like a, a bad reputation of that. But yeah, the, the more that I allowed myself in moderation and with clear intentions of understanding and consuming what's really happening I empowered myself more because I no longer was focusing on the beliefs others told me were the truth and I went as a seeker to find my own truth and it could be different for every person but it really empowered me in the last couple of months to realize okay I know there's an economic crisis happening and now I have to take action so I had to sell my house when I wasn't home I had to take all my money out of the bank I had to invest in gold and cryptocurrency and silver so all these things I was now empowered to do to prepare myself versus being like, la 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 la, it's all going to be over and it's going to go back to normal. So I think there's, um, there's an importance in doing your research, but also doing with intention and not falling into the fear. So it's a fine line, right? Because I, I totally agree with you, Ava, that yeah, the fear is the biggest, the most important thing that can bring someone down a different path. Yeah. I think you put it so beautifully like the like to be to kind of do your own well even say that to do your own research I feel like there's a lot of stigma even around that line but like to kind of really look at the evidence let's put it that way and see the patterns what's been going on for years and years and then feel your own truth like we've been talking about Julie with Julie about this so much and how truth vibrates at a different frequency like you feel Mm -hmm. And of course, if it's like something heavy and dark, you don't want to look at it. But, and as you already mentioned, I mean, in this, in uh, like the love and light world, uh, fluffy. It's the fluffy, duffy unicorn uh, world, we kind of, it's easy to, I mean, it's a nice place to exist. But uh, also like while I was in Ubud, 
in the beginning of the year, it's like the whole scene there is very love and light all the just the good stuff which is like fun but then when i went in for like a few classes and people were starting to talk about it was just before the lockdown people started to talk about um the coronavirus and blah 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 and there was like this one very spiritual dude and he he said that no 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 i don't want to i don't want to talk about like we cannot mention the coronavirus because he was like into that you know then he will attract it to his life. And I was like, yeah, but we need to kind of like, it's with anything that is, I mean, bad again, quotation bad. I think we need to still address it and look at it. We need to look at the shadow to bring it to light. Yeah. It's with anything. And that's what happened, like happening right now with the collective. We're looking at the shadow and we're purging it, right? Like we're moving up, like we're ascending 5D. (laughs) True. And and I feel like even us like having this conversation is proof of that. Like Like, I feel I've always been very spiritual, but like even this year, more so than ever. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep into the shadows. I'm like, wow, I didn't want to go there, but I know I have to. (laughs) No, I haven't. It's like all the things I've been sugarcoating my whole life. It's like, look at this. I'm glad I, yeah, I can so relate to that. Yeah. So if you guys are listening and you're feeling like, wow, I thought spirituality was supposed to be fun and beautiful. It comes, but you have to go through the dark to feel the light. That's why we have polarity in this, this earth, this human experience. Right. And I wanted to get straight to the, the, you know, the cake. We were like the prize without going through the work. So I think, yeah, what you're saying about purging during this time is spot on. It's it's necessary. Just like Mother Earth is purging with fires and all these natural disasters and global warming, we're also purging with her. So she's doing it when we get to do it too. The only way is through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Ikea. You go there shopping. The only way is through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, question for you ladies. Do you follow human design at all? Yes. Yeah. We, yes. we actually connected yeah. with a human design reader just before this uh, this call. So we'll have yeah. one on the podcast recently. But we're I like what I are you that much of it? I'm very new to yeah. it. What are you? I'm guessing. I am a manifester. Oh, my boyfriend's also a manifester. I'm a manifester. Yeah. And she's a gender. Okay. Beautiful. Great team you guys make. What are you? Manifester. Oh, she just said. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, don't worry. You'll learn. And it's a long journey. So don't feel like you need to know everything. I like went down a very long rabbit hole of studying it. <laughs> Yeah. different profiles and different like it's like just like what are they called like not the chakras but like the port, portal thingies energy centers is what they call it <laughs> yeah but I, I like to call them chakras they're pretty much yeah same thing it's cool stuff is that something you yeah. incorporate in your work 100% yeah 
it's uh, interesting because I'm one that um, explores many things. I'm like, like a, a, I have a zest for experimentation. Like I, I used to be hard on myself because I couldn't stick with one thing for a long time. Um, but with human design, it, it's just resonated with me so much. And like every single person I've shared it with, it's just been, um, it has this resonance of like, wow, I finally understand myself. And then from there, a person can accept maybe what they were conditioned to think about themselves and it's not their truth or step more into their truth and confidence. And so I use it a lot in business, a lot in relationships with partners and friends. Like it's been an amazing tool to understand how people make decisions. How does their intuition speak to them? Because that's different for in human design, what the different types of energy are, um, their different energy centers. Like, you know, some people can take on you know, a lot of unnecessary energy and just understanding like, okay, maybe that person because they're very like, like open, they take in a lot and they need more time alone. And it's not like, oh, she never wants to hang out with me. It's like, no, she needs a lot more alone time than other people. And that's okay. And I still love them and support them for that. So um, yeah, human design has been transformative, especially in business, realizing that how people operate their business is going to vary depending on their type and their chart. So for both of you, you guys have this long sustaining energy. So if you feel like working all night, then go do it if it really inspires you. Other people may be really tired and need a nap or a break every couple of hours and that's okay too. So it's really just accepting your type versus trying to fit and conform into what the like society is saying or others are saying is the, the best way. Yeah, I think like the biggest relief for me was when I when I started to read my profile and it said that especially like manifest and generators, they're kind of supposed to do many things. And I've always felt like I'm the most flake, like the flakiest person ever with 100 different projects. Well, you're the same. That's like scattered, <laughs> like every, like doing 10 things that like simultaneously instead of focusing on like laser sharp one, like yeah. cannot like, <laughs> yeah, it's like yep. be that way and I can yeah. do it. Um, and yes. it's, it's still like the same package in a way. So yeah, it's, it's a very fun journey, but more of that mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yes. I, I guess it's like a beautiful tool to use for your coaching because you kind of know what kind of energy you're working with and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many different ways to use it with coaching and like, you know, I'm starting up other business projects and businesses and I'm now starting to look at charts of combining people's charts with mine to see how we work together. And it's like, you know, like in business, you go apply for a job and they take a personality test of you. For me, the ultimate personality test is human design for me. Like... When I hire more and more people on my team, and I even do this now with my clients, they always get a reading from me so I can understand them and understand how to work with them and speak to them. And yeah, anyone else I work with, virtual assistants, I want to know their, their design type before I work with them to see if it's a good fit. That's wow. Beautiful. Yeah. That sounds so interesting. Like I definitely... Well, we're going to... We're going to dive into that yeah. also more. Yeah. This podcast. Um, I wanted to ask you, because a lot of our listeners are either women who are... So they're already kind of on their spiritual path. Maybe they're working like in the field of either wellness, health, or yoga, or maybe they're just practicing yoga and want to kind of align more into this, this field of work. 
and people might feel very stuck right now with you know what everything that's happening, a lot of fear of the future and and you know economically and and all like all the different ways. Like, what would kind of be some first steps that one could take if you feel stuck to shift that energy and kind of start that like even on a micro level to start shifting towards your purpose, right? Because I know that's kind of a lot what you do, like you passion for purpose, right? Like that's your, even your motto. Yeah. Wonderful question. I mean, there's so many like directions I want to go. So let's see how I can concisely share this. So if you're yeah in that situation where maybe it's still a passion on the side and you don't know how am I going to be able to make this as a full-time business, especially with the uncertainty of the world, maybe you are a yoga teacher and you're like, well, there's no studios open. Like, okay, therefore I can't do my passion. I want you to think again. And um, typically the, the next steps aren't the action steps. It's the inner work. So as soon as you find yourself making an excuse Take yourself and your ego out of and observe what is it I'm really fearing and then work on transmuting that fear. I've noticed a lot of my clients, their big fears. Oops, sorry. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. Because um, I, I think it's like, this is just something that I've also been working with a lot or both of them has been. I mean, this is the self-worth circle. So it's like time to yes. that power and to embrace it. Sorry, go on. I'm like, this is so resonating with this, with your message. I'm glad. Yeah, self-worth. That is the biggest thing that we get to work on in order to step into our purpose and our power. And I'm constantly doing it because there's levels, right? Yeah. You do one thing, you start a podcast and then you're like, whoa, like, this <laughs> is scary. People are going to listen to me and they're going to judge me. What if I like stumble upon my words or say something wrong? And then suddenly you're called to doing YouTube and you're like, I don't know how to do YouTube videos. I don't know how to edit. I can't do this. You know, so there's a constant up-leveling that happens if we're getting out of our comfort zone. And I want to remind you guys, like, you're not special. Like, I'm not talking to you, you, but like, if you're listening, there is nothing like special about you. We all go through this. Like, if you're going to start something, we all have these fears. Like, you know, you may have a feeling of judgment or someone may judge you we've all been there and that's okay I think if anything it's like the best way to um, do your spiritual work is by that experience of putting yourself out there and really serving according to your purpose um, so yeah self-worth is a big one inner work is very important but please do not get stuck there and think I need to keep doing my inner work before I can start you know like oh I need to heal myself then I can serve no mm -hmm. I truly believe healing yourself and showing up for others. It's the yin and the yang. It's the balance. So after you maybe have a big, big fear and you get that blocked, or maybe you even, like for me, it's just jump into the deep end, post, share. Even if you don't have an offering, start sharing. That's what I did. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew I wanted to be a coach of some type. So I just started sharing uh, food recipes, workouts, pictures, yeah, inspirational quotes. Mm -hmm. And then I slowly understood my direction and it kept changing and that's okay too. So maybe you think, well, I need to figure out, is this company going to last for five years and I need to plan it all out and get the logo and the website? Like, no, just start, <laughs> just start, please. 
you can yeah. you can still do like the details, but please don't become a perfectionist in them. That like thank you for saying that. That's medicine. And I feel like that's medicine for both of us too. Like it's well, we're yeah. getting better at it. Like and it's like something that you're constantly yeah. reminded of also. Yeah. And there's always more to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think yeah. you're kind of there. You're definitely not. <laughs> yes. Something, uh, which is which is kind of beautiful. Feeling this never-ending onion. onion, like layering just doesn't layers won't ever end. But I mean that's <laughs> the beauty of being on this path. It's you just keep evolving and growing and right. yeah. Um yeah. so just a few more questions before we kind of wrap it up. Um, but because you are, you know, you are doing, you're, you've created this beautiful life for yourself like on this island outside of Nicaragua or in Nicaragua, and you are, you know, working with coaching and, and you have a strong spiritual practice and you feel, or just even talking to you, you feel very grounded and very kind of centered with yourself. Like what, what would be some advice you would have told maybe a younger version of yourself? Mm. Wonderful question. What really shifted for me was understanding and listening to my inner guidance, my intuition. I didn't understand the differences in my voices before. And those different communications. So, and human design really helped me understand how my intuition speaks to me and how I can listen to her. That was really life changing for me. Um, I w- I'm still recovering from being a very big people pleaser, and this is a part of my astrology too. What I'm, you know, it's supposed to transmute in this lifetime. And for most of my entire life, I was doing things for others and not myself. Because I was afraid to make, oh, afraid to make my own decisions. I wanted to check in with my family, my friends, and any decision I made because I was so afraid to make the wrong decision. And perfectionism too. That was something I really had to heal from. So I can relate. You know, when I say all this, that advice, and um, I would give to my younger self is like whenever, whenever I follow my intuition and get silent in my own space making decisions on my own and not around other people's energy it will always guide me to love and light and that is my purpose is being in peace and love i love that yeah i love that too it's so beautiful and powerful um so what what kind of projects or what's on the horizon in the future uh, yeah it's all coming at once guys this is how it works right it's like it's never balanced <laughs> seeking that balance um at the moment i am starting a online digital agency to support um entrepreneurs that are healers like workers you know everyone that's on their path to you know, like you're asking what advice would I give to a yoga teacher or a health coach? It's the agency is there to support those as like a done for you service to give you the tools you need, like a website designer, social media help, a virtual assistant, all these other things that you may not have the resources um, to access in the beginning. 
or even to grow your already existing business. And it's all about being heart-centered. So it's not the, the mission and the vision is about enlightening souls and versus getting people rich. I think we all know where it's, it's much beyond that. That's the old matrix. So yeah, it's, it's a typical agency, but it has a very different mission. And it's really, I've connected with so many different talented people that serve coaches. And I wanted to bring all this network together because I realized many people don't start because they don't know how to do the businessy things. Mm-hmm. So that's the one agency we're doing beta testing on um, two people on the team first before I officially launch it. So yeah, if you want to know more information about that, I would say just reach out to me and follow me on Instagram where you can get more information. So how so that's one thing. Oh sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna yeah, ask what was your question? Yeah, I was just please continue. I was just gonna ask like how can our listeners find you? Or where yeah, yeah or where can they reach you? Um on Instagram primarily. At Becca Kalmar. And if you guys could link that up in the show notes, that would be amazing. But it's B E K A H K O M A R. And I also have a private Facebook group, and that's Passion to Purpose. It's a, you can just search that and you'll see that come up. That's where like the soul family really resides. There's a lot of support and love in there. And I'm now finally doing more videos on YouTube. Also, Becca Kalmar. So those are the best three avenues. We'll link all of these yeah. three in the comments. So you can find you for sure. Thank you. Yeah. And I guess the, the other thing that I'm working on right now, which I'm like, I've never done this before, but I, for many months, the last couple of months, I stopped working. Like I even stopped making money, even though my coaching was great. Like I got up to like 10, 10K months and I was like, oh, this is easy. I got it. But the universe like, made me slow down like through different weird like sicknesses where like I physically could not work I didn't feel well I was tired and I got these messages like you need to take a new path and I was like I don't know anything else besides business so um after months and months of being confused it all makes sense now so while just starting this agency at the same time also starting another project and it's uh, building a community aligned with this um i don't want to share the name yet because we haven't published it but it's it's this amazing circus community that travels all around the world and they do retreats but it's like you have mermaids you have aerial you have plant medicine permaculture and they bring these like very luxurious retreats in bali and costa rica and nicaragua and they have been doing things by renting and they now want to have their first community here on the island so um we're working on procuring building like bungalows, adobe villas on the island, creating a garden, creating this like really like marvelous retreat center. So the next project will be very different than something I've done in the past. (laughs) Yes, it's for digital nomads. (laughs) As soon as this whole situation is over. Yep. We're learning. Okay. Um, one last question for you. What does self-worth mean to you? Um, loving and respecting yourself first. And this is something I'm constantly still learning how to do. 
but really I think yeah they the love respect you know could be creating their own boundaries especially a big one for women including myself how do I create boundaries with myself with others with a lover with parents and family and friends with clients um that's self-worth it's like owning your power but it's the peaceful power it doesn't require um acknowledgement from others because you already feel the essence of love and that power within yourself i see like this divine feminine and masculine coming together in order to create self-worth within within each of us and so i think it's really that integration of the two the two energies coming together to create that beautiful wow that was yeah that was so beautiful wow I love love that love that answer. Definitely one of the most profound, beautiful answers we've got so far. They've all been mm-hmm. good, but really, really, um, yeah, that resonated. Well, thank you so so much for your time. We really do appreciate you being on our show and, and sharing your journey and the work you do and we're so so honored to have had you um, on our podcast thank you thank you so much thank you lovely souls thank you feels like I'm there yeah (laughs) yes you guys are all welcome all of you yeah right Well, thank you so much to our listeners as well for having tuned back in and make sure to circle back soon. Yes, see you soon. Bye.